Welcome back. I'd like to thank a couple of our sponsors and friends of the show, Demo Ohana Guitar Company. Definitely go check them out on Instagram. Make a great guitar. Sound amazing. Handcrafted. I'd like to thank Moana Kester, official audio equipment of the Productive Not Busy podcast and the Jack's YouTube channel. Go check out my little buddies there. Doing a great job. Today, we're talking about working under pressure. Everyone feels pressure at some times, right? Some people feel it more than others, and some people handle it different. There are people that fold under even the slightest amount of pressure, while others thrive under a moderate amount of But succumb to the power of pressure as the magnitude increases, right? Things get nastier, they fold. There's a small group of people that seem to be addicted to it, addicted to the pressure. They often work on Wall Street emergency rooms or as, you know, risk-taking entrepreneurs, putting their life savings out there. Given the wide range of responses, pressure and stress are an interesting topic. The ability to manage pressure can influence every part of your life, your physical health, mental health, emotional health, relationships, ability to parent, career, finances, all of it. Your skills in handling stress and pressure can affect these different aspects of your life. Since pressure is a common part of life, Learning to handle it appropriately makes a lot of sense. You're listening to the Productive Not Busy Podcast, where our mission is to make you more money so you'll have less stress and more free time. It's all about mindset, attitude, and taking action. And your host, Wayne Weathersby, knows how to make that happen. He's negotiated and closed over $150 million in contracts while building businesses with proven success strategies that he wants to share with you. So if you're ready to make some real money, then let's get to it. Here's Coach Wayne. So, one of the great myths out there regarding high performers and pressure is that they rise to the occasion. The idea that some people perform at average levels under normal amounts of pressure and perform better under high pressure has been proven to be a fucking lie, false. And however, they can perform at a comparable level under high pressure while others suffer from poor performances. There's numerous studies of baseball players, golfers, and basketball players that no one has consistently performed better under clutch conditions than they do under normal conditions. Hell, Michael Jordan hit 49.7% of his shots over his career. But his percentage of taking game-winning shots was 48%. No player has ever been considered more reliable under pressure, and he was just slightly worse under pressure than he was under normal pressure, normal game conditions. Far more impressive than most, but still not proof that anyone performs better under pressure, under high pressure especially. Pressure affects everyone. It influences some more than others, though. So regardless of your ability to deal with the pressure, you can do better. There are numerous tools and strategies available for those who want to deal successfully with the pressure. The responsibility to use them is yours. So what happens to your mind and your body under pressure? Some people like to think they do their best work under pressure. We do our best when the stakes are highest, right or wrong. 
There's several studies that have shown just the opposite, though. Under pressure, we naturally play not to lose rather than to win. There's more emphasis placed on avoiding risk than doing excellent work. It's natural to take an approach that will reduce the likelihood of failure and criticism. This, isn't the, this definitely isn't the time for people to pursue an outstanding result. Safety becomes the target. Mediocrity is the result. So the biology of pressure is what I call it. When your brain is faced with danger, even an imaginary danger, it begins to cascade all over the place with responses to prepare for that danger. Fortunately, and I said unfortunately, these responses are geared towards enhancing your ability to respond physically. You're in a better physiological state to run or fight. However, your ability to make wise decisions is greatly compromised. Some many times have you've made a decision that you regret under stress, right? Oh, I was I was pressured to make that decision. In those moments, it's an instinct is to make a decision that will relieve the pressure as soon as possible instead of making the best decision. The long-term consequences are ignored. It all starts with which is a structure located in your brain, right? It's called the hypothalamus. That's where that decision is made. Two pathways are stimulated when you feel stress. One leads to the production and the release of what they call corticoids. These chemicals allow the body to tap into the energy stored in the body. The other pathway involves adrenaline. This result in the shaky, jittery feeling that you get before you get a speech, right? Remember when you're about to go on and do public speaking, you get a kind of geeky feeling. There are other signs of this high adrenaline as well. Increased heart rate, increased blood pressure, slowed digestion, dry mouth, increased sweating, enhanced blood clotting, muscle tension, your breathing rate goes up, all that good stuff. These are excellent responses to the stress if you need to avoid being eaten by a saber-toothed tiger or an alligator or being attacked in an alley. However, they aren't good responses if you're not in physical danger. See, long-term stress is highly damaging to the body and the brain. I've read a lot about this while my mom has been going through her trials. See, the mind under pressure, the hormones and chemicals released into your bloodstream don't just affect your body, they affect your brain too. The brain and the mind undergo changes when dealing with pressure. It's the instinct of what they call self-preservation. It's stronger when you're under stress. People are far more likely to engage in selfish behaviors while under pressure. Thinking becomes like short-term. Your brain wants to relieve right now. You're more likely to take the easy way out and feel better right now than to consider the long-term consequence. The upside gets more attention than the downside when making a decision. For example, a bad stretch at work, quitting becomes more attractive. More attention is paid to the upside of quitting than the pitfalls of quitting and being without a job. When you're happier at work, you'll pay more attention to the negatives of quitting. I see stress, you know, like this, stress reduces the brain's ability to ignore distractions. This is part of the reason workers are more likely to make mistakes 
when under pressure. It's more challenging to stay focused on the work at hand. Short-term memory and attention and judgment are impaired. The likelihood of impulsive behavior definitely increases under pressure. I believe that stress is over-engages and stimulates the brain. The truth lies in the other direction. If you ask me, stress disengages a small bundle of these neurons in the frontal part of your brain. This area is involved in decision-making. In a sense, pressure makes you what they call, well, they say pressure makes you dumber. So how do you make better decisions under pressure? Pressure and poor decisions often go together. There are several obstacles to make smart decisions when your stress levels are high. Having awareness of this fact is an important first step. When you're under pressure, remind yourself that you need to be cautious before making a decision. You got to attack your stress from a physiological perspective. Make your brain more resilient to the effect of pressure. Mindfulness is the best preventative medicine for your brain. This is the part of the brain that is numb by pressure. When the frontal cortex isn't at full capacity, emotions have too much influence in the decision. When you're mindful, the brain contains and retains the ability to filter out distractions. Then you focus and make wiser decisions. So you got to slow down. The effects of stress speed up your actions and thoughts. This creates even more stress. It's not easy to slow down when you feel pressured. You feel like you're rushed, but slow down is an effective way to get you out of your own head. Be more mindful. Slow down also provides more time to think. It's like a timeout. Your response to stress doesn't have to be automatic. You can create a little breathing space, and that's how you take the wheel back. That's why you see people breathing. That's why meditation and take a moment to breathe. So important. Your breathing is one of the few physiological processes under your direct control. You can breathe faster. You can breathe slower. You can breathe deeper. You can breathe more shallow. You can hold your breath. All that is completely under your control. So when you take control of your breathing, take control of it when you feel stressed. Try breathing slowly. Hold your breath for two seconds. Then exhale for four seconds, whatever. There's a great Navy SEAL Breathing exercise out there for when you're ready to go to sleep, I was reading about. It's amazing. Take breaths of, you know, that are normal depth. Understanding that the neutral response during times of pressure is to breathe shallowly. That's what your body automatically does. Take the depth of the breath you would take if you were absolutely relaxed. Overfilling your lungs creates discomfort and more stress. Then you want to relax your muscles. Relaxing your body will lower the stress you feel. It's natural for your muscles to tighten up and hold stress. Get a massage or a progressive relaxation recording and just relax. Close your eyes. Take a moment. The impact on your mind and body from a pressure-filled situation is real. So use your body. That's what it's for. Use it to combat stress and anxiety instead of creating it. These tools can be, you know, hard to perfect. So begin using them sparingly, and practice, just like everything else. The physiological tools are helpful, but are even more important and more potent when coupled with physiological tools. Attack your natural response to pressure from every angle. Pressure doesn't require that you behave a certain way. 
A particular thought, belief, or emotion doesn't have to lead to a particular action. You have the option to resist your instincts and be more deliberate in your decisions. Just because you're feeling crazy and frantic or feel that you must decide quickly doesn't mean that you must choose a course of action impulsively. You can consciously choose to take your time and consider your options. Got to look ahead, man, far ahead. When you're 80, will you care about the huge report your boss wanted on your desk by Monday? Will the stress of paying your bills 30 years earlier matter? Probably not. Think about the things you were stressed out about 20 years ago. What do you think about them now? You'll feel the same way in 20 years from now. Consider that you may have more than one good choice also. There's a good tendency to believe that you only have one choice, one option, especially when you're stressed. Just because you have multiple options doesn't mean that one of them is bad. Focus on what you want. Under pressure, we tend to make decisions to avoid negative outcomes rather than chase the positive outcome. Decide what you want then make a decision that supports that. See, anxiety amplifies the negative. So you got to turn your attention back to the positive. Next, you want to view pressure as an opportunity to have fun or to challenge yourself. You can choose to embrace these moments rather than dread them. Turn them into a learning experience. When these situations are viewed as do or die, your self-confidence hit the floor and your fear of failure grows. Listen to the last episode. We talked all about that. So we respond positively to a non-threatening challenge, right? The physiological response to a healthy challenge strengthens your ability to perform. Your body's more capable than you think more clearly. A lot of us wilt under pressure and thrive under challenges. So turn everything into a challenge rather than pressure. Challenge yourself to see if you can find the best solution while remaining happy and relaxed. Lower the stakes. Standing over a putt to win the Masters, right? The golfer would be wise to tell himself, eh, it's just another putt. The more important you make the event in your mind, the more pressure you're going to feel. Tell yourself that it doesn't matter. Kind of might be far-fetched, but it's no more ridiculous than convincing yourself that the situation is far more important than it really is. Put your focus on the task, not the result. It's another way of saying to keep your attention on the solutions and executing those solutions rather than the challenge. So by focusing on the task, your brain will be cued to do the right thing. If you need to complete the report, you'll know that you need to find the financials from the last quarter, right? You might never look at those financials if you're too busy worrying about what'll happen if you don't get it done. For longer tasks, keep reminding yourself of your mission. Give yourself many milestones. Remind yourself each day. Give yourself little wins. You'll learn to focusing on each step of the solution is the best way to increase the odds of long-term success. Remember, times when you were at your best. Remembering your past successes increases your confidence and reduces your doubt. Think, you know, back to your greatest hits, especially if you have positive memories from your past of similar situations to your current challenge. If you were successful once, you can be successful again. 
Rely on your senses to keep you grounded. Your mind runs wild when you're stressed. Your thoughts are everywhere but on the present moment. A quick way to bring your mind back to the present is to focus on your senses. What do you see right now? Right? You can describe five things that you can see. Describe them in detail and talk out loud if you can. What do you hear right now? Close your eyes and describe what you're hearing. How do you feel? What do you feel? Are you cold? Are you hot? Do you feel pressure on your back? Do you feel the ground beneath your feet? Right? All that is real. Ask yourself these questions several times a day and whenever your focus is wandering. Practice. We're under varying amounts of pressure every day. Practice with situations that involve lower stress. If you can handle situations that are mildly stressful and more effectively, you'll become better at handling higher stress situations. Right? That's why you watch a football team work on the red zone, right? 20 yards and in. If they work on that in practice and work on it and work on it and work on it, when it comes to the game, then it's not as stressful because they've seen it before. They've done it. Right? Some lower stress situations might include like being stuck in traffic, sitting through a horrible meeting, having a conversation with somebody you don't like, giving a small presentation, hosting a party, whatever. Use your tools on lower stress situations, even if you don't need them. If you don't use them during the lower stress times, they won't be available when you need them during the big times. Practice is important. There are many mental tools available to either lower the pressure you feel or increase your ability to focus and make good decisions, despite of what's going on. But it's got to be practiced. Practice is important. Begin using these tools in your daily life. Your ability to focus, enjoy life, and make wiser decisions will become much more prevalent and you will flourish. Use your mind to your advantage. So I'm going to give you a few tips for being mindful in stressful situations. You already know how to use your senses to be more mindful, right? But there are many more strategies you can use. Increase the mindfulness will help in other areas of your life. Those that are more mindful report better relationships, better sleep more happiness, more mindfulness is like a vitamin pill for the mental health, if you ask me. And what is mindfulness? Mindfulness is paying attention in a particular way. You choose the thing you're going to pay attention to, and you pay attention in a non-judgmental way. Suppose you come across a homeless person right on, on the sidewalk, on your walk. Maybe you're walking to work. You notice his shoes. So far, so good. But once you make a judgment about his shoes, you're no longer being mindful. You might say to yourself that his shoes are cheap or ugly or dirty. You might say to yourself, he has nice shoes. It doesn't matter whether your judgment is negative, neutral, or positive. Once you apply a label to those shoes in your mind, you're no longer being mindful. See where I'm going with that? If you can walk through your day this way, you won't believe how relaxed and happy you feel. You'll be amazed. I hear people all the time, oh, that outfit she's wearing is awful. Ugh. What was she thinking when she got her hair cut like that? Ugh. I wish he would shave. Right? Passing judgment. Learn to be mindful during the most challenging times. Don't be judgmental. Focus on your breathing. Observe your breathing. Notice how your air feels when it goes through your, through your lungs and through your nose. Notice how your chest and, and your stomach move. The key is to observe, not make judgment. You say to yourself, oh, I never noticed how big my stomach is from this angle. You're not mindfully paying attention to your breath. 
avoid labeling your breath as good, bad, big, small, or anything. Just observe it. Use simple tasks as practice. While you're getting dressed, don't think about anything other than getting dressed. The same goes for taking a shower, driving to work, or eating lunch. Be mindful of the activity at hand. Take a look around. Be mindful of nature, trees, birds, all that's in your environment. Just focus on it and keep your thoughts quiet. Observe anything about it without talking to yourself about it. How about that? There's no reason to say to yourself, ooh, that bird is ugly or that bird is pretty. You're looking at it, so there's no reason to tell yourself something you already know. If you're stuck indoors, look out a window and find a photo or find a photograph online or something. If you have no windows, use a reminder. Use a timer to remind yourself to be mindful several times a day, at least once each hour. Spend one minute or more being as mindful as you can be. All of a sudden, it becomes a habit. How about that? One, the next one is something that I've engaged in and embraced, actually. Those is, is meditation. Those that meditate regularly can't say enough about the benefits. There are many ways to meditate. I did not know that until I started. But the simplest is to sit comfortably and focus on your breath for like 10 minutes. When your mind wanders, and it will, I promise, you're bringing your attention back to what you're doing, which is your breathing. I know it's hard to believe that something so simple can provide such powerful benefits, but keep at it. Try to work up to at least 15, 20, 30 minutes a day. It's amazing. Everyone, and I mean everyone, can gain from being more mindful. It's not just for monks meditating in a cave, right? Mindfulness has become a popular tool in the field of medicine, psychology, sports. You have everything to gain from increasing your ability to see the world from a mindful perspective, non-judgmental. The greatest weapon against stress is our ability to choose one thought over another. So to finish this out, kind of put a bow on it, stress and pressure are part of the human condition. Okay. Consider that if your ancestors never felt nor responded to pressure, you wouldn't be here. Your genes would have been extinguished from this earth a long time ago. But times have changed. Those living in the first world countries don't face the types of threats that plagued our ancestors. We have plenty to eat. No one is trying to kill us in a war. We're not being chased by wild animals. The need for a strong physiological response to stress rarely exists anymore. None of us have anything that incredibly crazy going on. You have challenges, but the fight or flight response does more harm than good in whatever decision you're making. It's questionable if you could ever eliminate these instinctive responses because it's ingrained in us, but you can minimize them and enhance your ability to work through them. And you can do it without negatively impacting your efforts and their effects. Pressure results in physiological, physiological changes that alter the way your brain works. Plain and simple. The ability to make good decisions and ignore distractions is compromised. Your brain attempts to really kind of eliminate the discomfort caused by all the chemicals, right? Adrenaline and all that even at the cost of long-term success. 
all your body wants is relief. But you got to remember, tools exist to lessen the impact of these negative body sensations. You can also learn to become comfortable with them. As with anything else, the key to success in dealing with pressure is knowledgeable and practice. You got to be knowledgeable and you got to practice. Practice making good decisions and staying focused during mildly stressful situations. The practice will prove to be invaluable when the pressure is really on and you have to be at your best. Remember, no one is truly at their best under high levels of pressure. Enhancing your skills at managing pressure-filled situations will ensure that you can do your best under those circumstances. So remember, it exists for everybody. It's how you respond to it. Hopefully those tools will help. You guys take care, be safe, sell a bunch, and say something nice to somebody. See you next time. You've been listening to the Productive Not Busy Podcast with Coach Wayne. Join us next time for more money-making strategies to help you have less stress and more free time. Follow us on Facebook at Productive Not Busy, on Instagram at frontline.coach.wayne, and on Twitter at Wayne New Jr. And remember, be productive, not busy.